Welcome to the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast, where each week we simplify the complexities of your leadership journey. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast, where we aim to give you critical and easily applicable leadership concepts to help you along your journey. I'm your co-host, Scott, and I have the privilege of talking about life and leadership with the owner and founder of Rising Tide Leadership, Dr. Michael David Morales, a.k.a. Mo. <laughs> hey, what's up, Scotty? Uh, I love that opening every time. Uh, let's talk leadership. Absolutely. So today we're going to kick it off by talking about something that I think I talked about on the first episode that I ever helped host. Uh, so I worked as a pool lifeguard for a few years uh, when I was growing up before transitioning to becoming a beach lifeguard, which was, you know, the cool thing to do. Uh, when you transition to the beach, you have to go through additional training, regardless of the number of years you may have worked at a pool. And I, I honestly remember my rookie training really well. Uh, some of it was terrifying. Some of it was not. <laughs> but I wrongfully <laughs> assumed that once you completed rookie training, you were given independence and allowed to man a whole lifeguard tower by yourself, be responsible for a whole section of the beach by yourself. Mm. Uh, but what I quickly learned is that wasn't necessarily the case. So through the rookie process, I learned that there was a senior lifeguard at the beach named Chuck. I knew nothing of Chuck before I started my training and before I showed up that first day, but I quickly learned that he'd been a senior lifeguard there for over 20 years and had worked as a beach lifeguard for over 30 years. And I can even tell you that even now when I travel back uh, and I go to the beach during the summer, he's still there. And so Dude, he Chuck, is- Chuck's still working? He's the man. He is still going Dude, even how, to how this day. He? I don't know. I, I'm going to be honest. I love that man, but I'm not 100% sure if he ages. <laughs> anyway, keep going. Uh, but during our rookie training, uh, he was there the entire time, never said a thing at all. He never came over to introduce himself to the rookie guards. He just simply stood and watched from a distance and listened to our conversations. Uh, what I discovered later, though, is that he was actually evaluating each of us in his own way. See, Chuck had been leading as a senior lifeguard long enough to be able to recognize the individuals that he could grow and develop and to recognize those who already showed some leadership quality. So you could pass rookie training, but you were only able to really be in a tower by yourself if you had the Chuck stamp of approval. <laughs> right. So over the years, Chuck had, had come to really grow himself as a leader down at the beach. And once you got that stamp of approval, Chuck actually took the time to mentor and empower you as an individual to grow in your skills. And so with that, today we are diving deep into the concept of building your leadership well to become more of an effective leader. And just right. as a, a well in the sense that we think of it, uh, that has water that goes deep and, and provides a consistent source of hydration, uh, leaders mm. must also delve deep into their skills and knowledge to guide and inspire others. So we're going to discuss the importance of going deep into your leadership training and development and by highlighting, you know, three key points uh, that we can use right. easily to elevate our own leadership game. So Mo, let's kick it off here. Why don't you go ahead and tell us the first benefit of building a deep leadership well? Yeah. So before I get to that, let me just tell you, dude, I think we, we all knew a guy like Chuck, right? I mean, we, you and I both grew up in, uh, in California and I remember I was always, I was, I wasn't a beach lifeguard, but I was a lifeguard since I was, you know, like 15, 16, 17 years old. And, um, you know, there's always those guys that I remember there was, there's one guy, 
uh, who was at the pools that I used to work at. And gosh, I, I, I don't even remember his name. I'm going to have to go back, but I'll tell you this much. The guy <laughs> had such an impact on me. Scott, I still have the sunglasses, the Ray-Bans that he gave me because he was like 21 years old. And he was like, I thought he was like, like the oldest, like most wisest guy that I knew. He'd been lifeguarding for like five years. And like at the end of the, at the end of the summer, I'd been telling him how cool sunglasses were. And he's like, Mo, I want you to have my sunglasses. I was like, Oh my gosh, you're kidding me. And so like, I don't know. I, I just kept them over the years. And I think I kept them seriously because that, like, like you were saying from Chuck, it was almost like a, like a stamp of approval it was him saying, Mo, you know, yeah. Hey, you're, you're my boy. You know, I put in a lot of time. I wanted to be like him. He never really said very much. He just kind of like, he looked like Baywatch. You know what I'm saying? He, he just like, you knew that if something went, you knew that if something went wrong, he was going to be there. So I think, you know, just, uh, and this isn't even one of our points, but you know, we all have people like Chuck in our life. And so uh, I guess that's really the first challenge for our listeners today is, you know, who, who's the, who's like Chuck in your life, because we all need to have those people, but that's for a different podcast today. Uh, Scott, you did say <clears throat> we're talking about building your leadership well. And so the question for our leaders is, are you building your leadership well? And so there's benefits of that. And the first one is this. The first benefit of building the leadership well is depth equals competence. See, you want a deep leadership well. So Scott, imagine um, a well that's only a few feet deep, right? It's not going to sustain you during times of drought because it's not deep enough. It's not going to go deep enough to get the water when the drought happens, right? So similarly for all of our leaders out there, there's a superficial knowledge um, and set of skills that we struggle with a lot when we face challenges. And, and what do I mean by that, Scott? Well, you and I and everybody else who's ever done leadership deals with the same problem, right? And it's this. Once you read mm -hmm. one leadership book, you think you've made it, right? <laughs> you did. I did. It's like, oh, yeah, I read that book. I mean, I'm good to go. I, I, right, Mo, I, I read those that book or that two book. And I'm like, no. I, Kevin had me read books and books and books. My uh, the, the the men and women who um, who helped me always had something for me to read. They always had something for me to help build my leadership well. And what they were doing, and I didn't know it, is they were helping me dig that well deeper and deeper. And so, with every book that I read, for instance, it was digging a few feet deeper. And mm. what, what does that mean practically? Well. There's things that that you, Scott, deal with at work, that I deal with at work in, in our daily lives with your families. All of our leaders out there, they're dealing with stuff every day, right? And so, um, so for each of you leaders out there, you need to remember that you are only as good as what you continue to learn. Or as I like to say, mm. you're only as good as what you've read in the last two weeks. If you haven't read anything in the last two weeks, you don't have anything good good to say to me. Because I'm looking for, for, for new stuff. And it's not even, Scott, that it's it's that, for instance, it's not even that new book or that new leadership article or something that you read. Sometimes you'll read something and you'll think, oh, yeah, I know that. But what really happens is you'll say, you know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of this book that I read a year ago or two years ago. Or, or remember that, that, that journal entry that, that I made? Oh, man, I need to go back and read that. And so leaders... As you read more, as you do more, and you build that leadership well, you are going to be ready for the things that, that, that challenge you. And so to become a truly competent leader, you have to dive deep 
into your field or your industry, whatever that is, because it's going to help you, Scott, gain a comprehensive understanding of you know the little nuances and the intricacies that come with your job. A hundred percent. And so it kind of sounds like you are, are saying that to become competent, we have to move beyond the basic. And I feel like so many of us, and especially our listeners and, and definitely myself, love kind of the basics. Um, and there's even that saying out there, right? Like we got to go back to basics or we're going back to the basics. But I also feel that so right. many of us lean towards basics because it's so comfortable and oftentimes right. easier yeah, and so, Scott, can I say this? I really this? love that. So you're, the, the, the deep leadership competence, right, that, that we have, and you're talking about those basics, it means that you are mm-hmm. continually learning, right? You're staying updated with the industry trends um, and you're seeking new knowledge. So for instance, I read an article, shocking, right? So I was reading an article the other day on the military because as you know, I'm, I'm in the army, I'm a chaplain, mm-hmm. and I've been in it for over a decade and a half. And so I just want to learn. And so I'm always reading to see what's new. And you know what's really cool? I just read something uh, in one of the one of the websites that I read every morning, <clears throat> and it says that Army training for for basic training, right? We're talking about the basics. So Army basic training is what you go through as a brand new soldier, and they're going to start integrating drones into that training. Isn't that crazy? Could you imagine the guys that were in basic training back in the 80s, the 70s, 60s, whatever? If you were to tell them in 50 years, we're going to be um, having basic <laughs> training, but we're actually going to have like drones and be, dude, it's crazy. And so you have to, so so that that's that's really uh, an example, Scott, of having a competence mm-hmm. and, and continually moving with the trends and the mm-hmm. times. The army knows that. The army knows that all these these young kids need to know that. So, and they they all play video games. They all know these things, right? I'm, like, I'm old enough to remember that. The only games I I really know is like Super Mario Brothers and you know Tony Hawk Pro Skater. But these kids, like they're pros at, at this at this stuff. They all know how to use this technology. And so, mm. by having more competence and raising your competence, it's going to allow you to make informed decisions. It's going to help you solve complex problems, and it's going to help you solve them effectively. And it's also going to earn you the respect of your team. And they're going to trust you, Scott. So leaders, if you're aiming to lead effectively, remember this. Depth equals competence. Love that. Love that. All right. Depth equals competence. So then with that being said, what is the next benefit of building a deep leadership well? Yeah, so here it is. The, the second benefit of building a leadership well is this. Depth inspires confidence. So th- think about a well that that uh, only provides a small amount of water, right? We, we talked about in, in the, the earlier point that uh, if it's a shallow well, it's only going to give you a small amount of water, right? So it's just not mm-hmm. going to inspire much confidence. I mean, if you just have a, a little bit of water here and there, you're going to think to yourself, I'm not too confident that this well is going to help me out when the time comes, right? Well, in the same way, leaders who lack depth in their abilities can erode the confidence of their team members. And on the flip side, though, Scott, leaders who invest in their development and and continually deepen their skills, you know, they they become a source of of inspiration and confidence um, to their team. So let me ask you this, Scott, and I'm going to put you on on the spot here a little bit. What is a quality? <laughs> you love when I do this, don't you? What is a quality Absolutely. in a leader 
um, that you know, and you don't have to name any names, but but what's a quality that you look for in a leader that inspires confidence in that leader? Uh, first one that jumps into my mind is knowledge. So uh, someone who's confident with what they know. And so if they have taken the time to kind of building off, I guess, of our first point really a little bit, uh, but taking the time to be able to, uh, that they have read, they have looked up current things um, and they're able to uh, educationally and with that knowledge base provide that, that confidence and that clarity in a certain situation. So I definitely say knowledge is one of those key things that I look for. Absolutely. See, and, and that's great, Scott. And, and really what I, what I want our leaders to do is, is think about that, right? Just like I asked Scott, I want each of you to think, you know, what is, what's a quality in a leader that, that, that I follow somebody, uh, one of the men or women in my life that I look to and say, wow, I really like that person. What is it that you like about them? Like Scott says, when he looks at the men and women in his life, he's saying, I want people that that have that that have a depth of knowledge. That inspires confidence for Scott in those leaders. So for our listeners out there, what is it that you look for in the people um, that that you look to? And so deep leadership, right, is going to involve having a well-rounded understanding not only of your domain, but also your team's needs and aspirations. Because Scott, like we always talk about, you know, when we are leading others. It's hard to look at ourselves when, or I'm sorry, it, it, it's hard to, to, to look at others when we're looking at ourselves, right? If we focus on the people that we are supposed to be uh, influencing and leading, it's going to keep us focused on them and not worried about ourselves and being yeah. selfish because leadership is, is not about being selfish, right? So you can mm-hmm. provide confidence, um, support, direction, and, and you, you really need to help uh, your team align their goals and, and and their values and your goals and your values with the goals and values of the team. Because when your team witnesses um, your commitment to, to to being a person of, of self-improvement, it's going to encourage them uh, to do the same. And it's going to uh, create a culture of growth and excellence w- within, within your entire, entire organization. Mm, that's great. And so, I'm imagining that if depth can inspire confidence, that there's also that chance that depth can inspire overconfidence. And if yeah, that it, is, go ahead. So um, I, I, that Scott, you just keep saying things that are just ma- making me think of all, <laughs> all the great books that I've read. So, so um, there, there's a, there's a book um, that you really need to pick up. Um, and Scott, we haven't read this one yet. So, so put it on. It's, it's on, is it on the top 50? I, I don't know. But, I will add it to my list. <laughs> yeah, write it down right now. Here it is. Cause it's not even in the show notes. So uh, it, it will be by the time that, that this hits, but it's called the gap and the gain. And there's a part in there that mm. talks about quiet confidence, right? And it says that quiet confidence comes from uh, running your own race. And, and, and I, I remember that because as as a swim coach for so many years, I always tell the young men and women that that would swim for me, don't ever run somebody else's race because it's not about comparing yourself to others. It's about complimenting others with what, what, what they do. 
And so when you had that quiet confidence, Scott, and that's what you were alluding to that got me so excited, <laughs> is, <laughs> is a quiet confidence, right? And, and some of the greatest hmm. leaders are those who are not boisterous. They're not crazy out there trying to tell you how much they know. They've got a quiet confidence. And so th there's hmm. a philosopher, and his name's Seneca. Um, and, and he used to, and he said this, this quote, he said that you're on the right path and not led astray by the many tracks, which cross yours of people who are hopelessly lost. And Scott, if that's, if that's not deep, I don't know what is. And so it's saying, <laughs> don't worry about what other people are doing. Worry about what you are doing so that you can stay on track, not just for you, but for your team. So pick up that book. Again, it's called The, the Gap and the Gain. Um, great book, great read, fast read, um, but it, it'll help you to understand what it means to to, to inspire that, that quiet uh, confidence. So leaders, are you inspiring that confidence in the people that you lead? Because if you do, you're just going to add depth to your wealth. Mm, I love that. I love that. Thanks for, for clarifying. And uh, as always, thank you um, for making my Amazon book list even longer. So, <laughs> Hey, Amazon, you are welcome. Jeff, Jeff Bezos, I'm your biggest fan. All right. So then we've got one more point to go. So then what is that next benefit of building a deep leadership well? Yeah, the, the final point uh, is this, Scott. The third benefit of building the leadership well is... Depth encourages adaptability. And man, I love that word adaptability, Scott. In fact, I, I just used one of my favorite phrases the other day when I was with my, uh, my, my my boys and girls at the Army. And of course, it was frustrating because in the Army, everything's frustrating. And I just turned and I said to some of the young soldiers, I said, man, blessed are the flexible for they will not be broken. <laughs> and it was like, man, we just got to adapt, right? Adjust, adapt. Um, do the things that are going to keep you from uh, losing ground because there are things out there that can inspire you, like we said in the uh, in, in the prior point. But sometimes things don't always go your way. And so you need to be ready to be adaptable. And so uh, for our listeners out there, a deep well can withstand the fluctuations in weather, and it's going to help provide that reliable source of water as we're talking about a well, right? And with leadership, it's very similar. Deep-rooted knowledge and skills that you build over time make you better equipped to adapt to the changing circumstances. Because, Scott, what do we always talk about? There would be no need for leaders if things didn't go wrong, right? If everything went right, we wouldn't need <laughs> leadership. We would just all show up and do what we're supposed to do. But that's not how life works. There's always problems. And you know what? What I'm looking for uh, in, in times of uh, trouble, as, as the Beatles would say, I, I am looking for the person who's going to step up and lead. And you can make excuses or you can make changes, but you can't do both at the same time. So wh whether it's, it's a market shift in your industry or a crisis or an introduction of new technologies, as we talked about with the Army, remember this. Leaders who build the well deep can pivot when necessary and they adapt to the changes so that they just don't make it through, but they thrive and they get better. Yeah, that that's great. So I get one of the questions that pops in my head. If you have uh, like, uh, for instance, maybe, you know, myself or, or someone else who's not in a 
kind of top level position of leadership, what advice would you have for those individuals who might be uh, leading up in a sense during a time of, of uh, crisis? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, obviously I've got a book for that and, um, I think we, we've read this one, Scott, so, so you can, you can rest assured, but I'll bet a lot of our readers have not read it, but it's Michael U. Seam's book called leading up. Right. And you remember, uh, mm-hmm. reading that, that book, I'm sure. And actually, Scott, I think that was one of the first books you and I read, um, more than a couple of years ago, but I have been yeah. reading that book for over 20, at least over 20, probably 25 years now. I can't remember exactly when it came out, but I always remember it because it's got a big yellow cover. <laughs> and, and I'm just like, it, it, it was on my shelf before Kindle existed. And now I have it uh, digitally and I still always keep a copy with me on my shelf. But to learn to, to lead up, and, and I love that phrase, in times of crisis is this, Scott, and this is really going to blow your socks off. I know you've never heard this from me, right? <laughs> but- Great, um, good leaders ask great questions, right? <laughs> mm. So for our leaders out there, um, just because you're not the main decision maker, uh, and most of us aren't, everybody, I mean, uh, unless you're uh, maybe the president of the United States, but I'm sure even the president of the United States uh, has to ask, you know, to do some things, uh, you know, uh, even even the Secret Service, right, is going to uh, be able to say, well, I don't know if you can really do that because we're, we're talking about, uh, you know, make sure you're safe and all that kind of stuff. We all answer to somebody at some at some point, right? <laughs> and most of us uh, who are just in regular life doing leadership and stuff like that can remember this. You just need to know how to to, to ask the, the the great questions. And if you don't know how to ask great questions, start asking good questions. If you don't know good questions, ask any questions. Um, there, there are some dumb questions, right? Uh, uh, contrary to popular belief, but I would say if you are trying to ask the right questions, you're probably going to be asking good questions. And so I'd say this, um, as we are, are building that, that, that deep leadership well, um, that resilience and adaptability, whether it's leading up or whether it's helping your team that has been entrusted to you, um, you need to, to make sure that you are staying dynamic, meaning don't be stale. Don't say, well, this is how we always do it. You need to be able to change mm. with the times. You need to be able to make strategic decisions. You need to have confidence. You need to be able to lead effectively the people that have been entrusted to you because, Scott, these are uncertain times right now. And Mm. uncertain times calls for great leadership. And so in times of crisis, remember that your depth of knowledge is going to be the anchor for the team. And, Scott, when you ask those great questions, it's anchoring the team. It's anchoring your business to, to something that's that that's on a foundation. And sometimes that's what our leaders above us need. They need somebody who is asking the good questions because they're saying, hey, we're not getting too far from the tough questions. And when you start asking those questions, Scott, it, it what's funny is we always think that like when we have questions in our head, we think, well, obviously somebody else is thinking this, but not always. So for our listeners out there, mm-hmm. ask the tough questions. When you think, well, I'm not going to ask this because somebody surely has thought about this. This is probably just me. Nope. I'll bet you you're going to be the first one to ask it. So ask those great questions. That's a great way, Scott, to lead up. Yeah. And stay adaptable at the same time. So that's Mm. great. Yeah. Uh, For our listeners, too, uh, just so you guys know, if you go to pick up that book, the cover is now blue. So Is it really? uh, Oh, man, I am old. It is blue. It is blue now. <laughs> so just so our listeners know, when they go to look up that book, it is blue now. So um, don't get the yellow uh, one. So it's a different Mo, book. <laughs> don't get the yellow one. So, uh, but Mo, as we finish out today, what are your final thoughts for us? 
Yeah, final thoughts would be this, Scotty. Always remember, listeners, to strive to master your field, right, and continuously expand your knowledge. You need to be the source of inspiration. You need to be the source of confidence for your team because you can't expect anybody else to do it. Leaders always take the reins and they get it done. So be committed to growth. Be deep-rooted in your skills and knowledge that are going to enable you to adapt and lead effectively in any situation. And trust me, those situations are going to come. And by nurturing your leadership well, by digging the leadership well deep, even by just a few feet here and there, by reading books and talking to people who are better than you, you're not only going to become a a more effective leader, but you're also going to empower your team and they're going to reach new heights and new successes and they're going to be happy to be under your leadership. So keep digging deeper because the well of leadership is boundless. It's endless. The depths are going to hold a key to a brighter future for you and for your team. And trust me, you can never go too deep in building the leadership well. Gosh, what a great reminder today. Lifelong learning. Well, that brings us to the end of this episode. So if you guys enjoyed listening today, we encourage you to rate, review, and subscribe. And don't forget to share. Thank you all so much for joining us today. We'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Rising Tide Leadership Podcast. Highlights and resource links are available for you in the show notes. We hope that you will join us next time as we continue on the leadership journey. Don't forget to like and subscribe so you don't miss out and share with others so they don't miss out. See you next time.